There's a call comes ringing o'er the restless waves. Send the love. Send the love. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Send the Life podcast. I'm your host, Matt Tyson, here with my co-host, Brother Michael Bolton. We're so glad that you've tuned in today. Our hope and our prayer is that we're able to help bring relevant, important Bible topics to your attention and explore what the Bible has to say about these topics. If you live in here in the area, in the Waterloo, Cedar Falls, or surrounding areas, we'd love to have you visit with us. We worship here at 2543 Cedar Terrace Drive in Waterloo. You'll find us here Sundays at 1030 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Uh, If you're interested in Bible study courses by mail, articles, tracts, or even studying the Bible in person, reach out to us. You can find our website at www.cedarterracecoc.com. You can find us on our Facebook or YouTube handles at Cedar Terrace COC or the phone numbers or email addresses that show up on the screen or in the podcast notes. As you can tell, we're not in our normal setting. We're here at the the uh, building where we worship at. We've got a special guest today, Brother Tim Johnson. Thanks for being willing to come on the show today. Absolutely. Happy to be here. So Brother Tim has uh, an interesting background. He was not raised uh, maybe attending services like uh, some of us might have been uh, fortunate to be. And uh, we just thought it'd be be really cool to, to have Brother Tim come on the show and and uh, kind of tell us a little bit about his history. Uh, before we get too far into our study, like we normally do, why don't we uh, go ahead and go to God in a word of prayer and uh, pray for our study today. Let's pray. Gracious Father in heaven, we thank you for this time together. Thank you, Father, for a heart that is turned toward you. Pray, Lord, that as our minds turn toward the study that we have tonight, this afternoon, that our thoughts will flow and we will be able to have a conversation that will be beneficial to very many people. Father, we pray that you'll help us as we try to send the light of your hope and of your peace and of your love to a lost and dying world, a world in darkness. Father, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, Brother Tim, you've been worshiping with us now for about how long? Has it been eight years? Yeah, about. Yeah, long time to put up with you. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good for me. No, we're, we're really excited that y'all are, are worshiping here. You've been a, a great encouragement to us. I know, uh, when did you meet the Johnsons? About four years ago. Four years ago? Yeah. I assume you could probably say the same. Yes. <laughs> and he still wanted to come Right. I know. Some of us didn't have a choice. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about um, about you and your family and kind of a little bit of history about the Johnsons. Uh, Okay. Uh, Again, I'm Tim Johnson and uh, live here locally. And uh, I actually grew up in the Twin Cities, Minneapolis, Minnesota, or Burnsville, a suburb just south of there. Uh, Married to my wife, Joni, here. Um, And uh, we don't have any kids. We uh, have a lot of pets and animals. Uh, Are you a fur baby guy? Do you have fur babies? No, I don't. Have okay, them. good. Unless you count chickens and ducks. <laughs> okay. They're just living. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're, um, Joni grew up in the area, and like I said, I'm a transplant. Uh, what else you want to know? I'm a volunteer fireman. 
Used to be an EMT. Used to be an EMT. Uh-huh. I gave that up. It was a lot of extra work, so I found different priorities in my life. So how long have you and Joni been married? Well, I knew you were going to ask me that. Uh, I'm thinking it's going to be like 26 years. 26 years. Yeah. Long time. Bless her heart. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so some things happened that led you to uh, begin worshiping with us here. Yep. I know that I know some of the story and I'm sure that I'll probably learn a little bit about y'all today too. But why don't you tell us a little bit about kind of your history and, okay. and upbringing and yeah. So I grew up, um, Lutheran, uh, don't ask me what version of Lutheran. I just, that's all I ever knew. <laughs> Apparently there's more than one. So, uh, and, uh, synods. Yeah. Missouri Senate yeah. and different ones. I made that mistake once. Asked, I mean, there's more than one. And <laughs> got kind of a cross look from someone. Uh, but anyways, I grew up uh, Lutheran. I went to church in, in, in that style. I went, I was confirmed in that church and went through all my, classes that I was required to go through and uh, my I went with my parents but then my my uh, my dad stopped going to church because there was for whatever reason I think it was a financial situation with the church uh, I didn't like the way it was going and so it was basically just me and my mom I have I have uh, one brother and two sisters one sister has passed away and uh, so they never really went to church. So it was just me and my mom that went to church. And we were pretty good about it. Um, it was, you know, we, we liked to try to make it there and, and, and be a part of it. We made it a priority all the way through my, all into my high school years. So I felt I was doing pretty well. Um, it, it was a nice place, nice people. Uh, gave me a little bit of a base knowledge of you know, what I needed to know. But, you know, as I find out later in life, it was it was less than the cliff notes of what I needed to know. So, yeah, it was it was very and you know, you'll hear me say this. It was very on the surface. It was it, there was there was not a lot of digging in about Bible topics. So not, not a lot of doctrine. And- exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so, so uh, did that for years, and then obviously when I went to school, I went to school for mechanical engineering, and it was a two-year uh, associate of science, and uh, didn't do much churching at that time, and uh, you know was totally in the world, enjoying all the all the things all the things of the world that you know drug me down, and. Uh, Found my wife. That was a great thing, <laughs> and uh, a, a good lady. And and we kind of bounced around to some churches. You know, we she was from the uh, United Church of Christ order, I guess. And and so we kind of went there a little bit and tried some new ones out. Some of them weren't just a match at all for us, and uh, others were. Mm-hmm. But we really didn't have the desire or the ambition to to actually commit to going, you know, regularly. And uh, and then uh, a friend of ours approached us one day and asked us if we wanted to go to one of the big churches in town here. And we said, sure. And 
we went there and you walk in the doors of this giant coliseum gymnasium and there was a coffee bar and snack area and tons of people and and the house music was playing i mean it reminded me back of the days when i went to like a concert and that that was the kind of feel for it and you know it was just very inviting and 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 it was there was other people there our age and it just seemed like it was a a good thing and we we drank the kool-aid and fell in love with it you know we we thought it was a really a neat thing and it was I mean the people there were nice friendly but again we would listen to the messages that they would have and it was more of a theatrical thing it was a lot of uh, theater more than scripture I mean if there was any scripture it was we're going to talk something from the book of John today you know and that was about it very superficial did not dig deep into anything but it was always a feel-good message. So we always walked out of there feeling good about ourselves. Made you want to come back. Absolutely. Absolutely did that. And uh, and it was good. I mean, we, we were there for several years, and then, and then that particular church uh, opened up a satellite closer to our house. And so, uh, which was a shorter drive for us, and, and we were able to commit and help out uh, building up this satellite church. And uh, so I got involved with the uh, setting up everything because it was at a place that wasn't, you know, specifically for that. We were using another venue, and so we had to set up everything every Sunday. The lights, the or the mixer board, all the instruments, the de- the, the uh, stage. I mean, it was a full production. I was basically a roadie for the church, <laughs> in a sense. And so on Sundays then, I would go early and and help set up and get the, get the stage set up, place all the appropriate instruments, set the monitors up, and check the sounds, the lights. And, and there was a core group of us that would do that. And did that for quite a few years. I kind of want to go back a little bit. Yeah. You had said that uh, you met Joni in college. Yep. Uh, around that time. Yep. But you said that you weren't really going to church at that time. What was it that got the two of you into wanting to seek out uh, that religious affiliation? I, I think we, I don't believe we really, we kind of, like I said, investigated a few places around where we were living up there. And, and it wasn't, it was a few years, quite a few years after we were married, then we just decided that, you know, I don't know, we're missing something in our lives here. We want to try to, we want to try to, she, she, was, she was more educated as far as the scriptural stuff, the Bible, than I was. I'll, I'll admit that, you know. Um, she, she, she had more, uh, so... Maybe you could say she helped bring me to that, and, and that kind of goes along with what I'll tell you in the future here as far as how she helped me get up to where we are today. Um, but we just, something in us just said, hey, you know, we should start going to church, and let's just try a couple of them out and see which mm-hmm. one fits the best. Because, you know, everybody told us that it doesn't matter where you go as long as you're going somewhere. Church of your choice. That's right. 
Yep, and that's all we heard. And you know, we it was like trying on a pair of gloves. You know, it's like, oh, which one fits the best? And that's kind of how it all went. And so, so you're so at this point, uh, how long ago was this when you when you started taking kind of a lead role in this work? Oh, at the other church there. Yeah. Oh, that was oh, ten years ago. Well, maybe. If I've been here for eight, then yeah, probably at least 15 years. Okay. Yeah. So you're, you have an active role here. And, and at this point, I assume you're, you're faithfully attending like every, yep. every Sunday. Yep, absolutely. Where did, where did you start to question things i mean if you're if you're in this like leadership role yeah so how did, what came of that yeah so they they had two different uh services there was like an early service and a late service and then if you missed that you could watch it online too so there was there was always a way to catch something mm-hmm. and so doing all the setups every sunday morning uh, there was different innovations that came about during the service so uh, if anybody's familiar with, you know, musical instruments, they put up monitors in front of people. So if you're playing the guitar, the monitor, mm-hmm. you can hear yourself playing and you're not going to hear everybody else's playing the guitar or the drums or flute or whatever else they're playing. Uh, and same with vocals. And uh, and so we'd set all that stuff up. And, and as time progressed, it seemed like during the services that the music was always creeping in to more and more of the service. So what I mean by that is, the if you want to know the straw that broke the camel's back, for me, was they went to all in-earbuds instead of the monitors. And I asked, why are we doing this? And they said, because they want to be able to start transitioning into the songs during the prayers. And that... That didn't that didn't sit well with me. I, I just not knowing much about the Bible, I just felt that that was wrong. That here here somebody's up there praying for whatever you know the the message was that day, and then there's this background music that's that's very disruptive mm-hmm. and, and made me it made me think of oh I, I think I know this song or you know yeah, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not paying attention to the prayer. And I just really had a hard time with that. And I struggled for a couple, couple, maybe one week. And then I just said, this isn't for me. I, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. So honestly, what I did was we would, I would come over and set up in the morning for church. And then we wouldn't go to church. We'd listen to it online or whatever. It just, and then that, that lasted for just short time and then we said we got to find something else this is this isn't for us well that kind of goes back to what michael and i were talking about a couple weeks ago when we talked about you know music and our worship to god is that what you're talking about those innovations they probably sound good to our ears tickled my ears but what is god here that's right you know and then what are we doing this for are we doing this yeah to worship god or for our own entertainment. And it's one or the other. Yeah, and I, I 100% feel like it, it was that. It was for the entertainment factor. Because, again, 
the messages were all great. I mean, the people that gave them yeah. the lessons were were great orders. Is yeah. that the right word? They, they, yeah, orders, they, nice people. They were very friendly, yeah. and, and they had funny stories. And like I said, you always walked out of there feeling really good that, that you're doing something mm-hmm. in, in the community, you know. But then there was just always this hole in, in, in me that felt like, this isn't right because the other the other part of that too was if you had to to become a member of that church you had to take a, like a class and then you were like literally voted on to become a part of that church you know and something from way in my past i just always remember that that doesn't seem right that that you have to be you know agreed to be on yeah. you know agreed to be put in the church you know and then obviously come to find out that you're only you know, you're added to the church. Well, and that's that's what you know what we talk about on the show is you know at almost every episode we end with search the scriptures you know yes. yeah. and and that goes back to Acts two verse forty seven after the day of Pentecost all these people had obeyed what the apostles had said and the Bible says and the Lord added to the church. Yeah we have no choice like you know if somebody obeys yeah. the the gospel call for salvation yeah i can't you know that's not my decision sure yeah it, it like i said it, it was just a, a series of events that just kind of brought us to this culmination of this is right for us it just something didn't feel right about what we were doing and I just did not like the way that they, they, they kind of just overtook the prayer part of it, and they just made it more. It kind of was demeaning, mm-hmm. like I said. It pulled pulled your attention away from what I thought we were there to to focus on. Sounds really confusing. It, it was. No, I don't. But you felt good. <laughs> uh, you know, you gotta say it. it yeah. That, that that was the that was the selling. You know what? Sin feels good. Exactly. For a season. For a season. Yeah. yeah. Now, I, I know we've talked a little bit about your background, Michael, but did you have an experience like that, too, that Very started close. to... Very close. Yes. I was, like I said, a pastor in the Church of the Nazarene, and I was feeling uncomfortable because as I studied the scriptures, I kept seeing things that I... That's not here. That's not the way that they did it. And I have a study that I'm getting ready to present. I opened the study with Jesus built his church. That's the church that I want to be a part of. Correct. So you so you've, you're at this point, and I, I assume Joni's right on board with you at this yep. point. Yep. So you're going in the mornings, you're setting up services for them, yep. going home, watching it, and then you said that went on for a few weeks, yeah. and then just, so so pick up the story there. What, what happened after that? Okay, so I'm I on had, the edge of my seat. Yeah, so, um, and keep in mind, you know, I throughout my whole life, you know, with little, little church that I was exposed to, you know, of the truth, you know, I, I lived a pretty wild life, and uh, no one ever really said that anything I was doing was that wrong. It was just all you got to do is believe, and you—that's it. Do whatever you that, want. That's it. Just do what you come on Sundays, and you know, repent, whatever. And and but 
I knew it wasn't going to be that easy. It couldn't be that easy. So, so I had a, a friend that, um, who was in, a, in, a, in another church, Church of Christ in another town. And I had been friends with him for a long time because we we're fellow model, model railroaders. And, uh, and I would always ask him questions about things. You know, I might be struggling with something with, you know, my job or whatever. And, and he'd be always like, well, what does the Bible say about that, Tim? And which was really cool because I'd say, well, I don't know. <laughs> and he'd say, well, let's look it up. And then he'd find the verse and look it up and he'd start reading it out of the Bible. And I'd be like, oh, okay, that makes sense. And then he'd say, but let's read the verse before that and the verse mm-hmm. after that and get the context. Because you can't just pinpoint this. And I'm like, this is really. And uh, after a time of talking with him about stuff like that, he gave us a, a book to read, uh, Muscle and Shuttle. And I remember getting it from him, and I remember putting it on the kitchen table. <laughs> and then I don't remember what happened to the book. It ended up on the bookshelf somewhere. And, oh, I mean, a year, maybe maybe longer, that, that I had that book in my possession and never even opened it up. And Joni knew about it. And uh, one day before before Christmas, she was doing some housework, she happened to come across this book and she flipped open one of the, she just flipped it open and read one of the verses in it, one of the paragraphs in it and just kind of closed the book up and said, uh, we'll look at this later. <laughs> and, and so she told me about this and I was like, really? So it kind of intrigued me. And so then a couple months later, she started to look into this book and she started to read it. And then she would come to me and say, Tim, you really gotta read this. I mean, this is, we're, we're doing this wrong, <laughs> you know? And, and of course I was very skeptical, like, oh, you know, okay, I'll, I'll just, I'll appease you and just yeah, look into yeah. this and see. And then I'd start to read it. And that book actually gave you like scripture that backed up what was being said, mm-hmm. which, I wasn't used to that. I, I was unfamiliar with that. And so having that knowledge backing up the comments was new to me. And it was like, oh, okay. So I can see exactly what you mean by this has to be done this way or this shouldn't be done. You know, And here's the reasons why. And this is what backs it up. And so she was light years ahead of me, you know, like she is in most things. So um, she was ripping through this book like three quarters of the way through it. and I'm Like her soul depended on it? Yes, yes. And she's got this sense of urgency. And I don't understand why. And I'm being very hard-headed about it, saying, <laughs> you know, like, oh, come on, just, just calm down, slow your roll here, let's pump the brakes. It's, whatever you're reading, it can't be that, you know, dying. Mm-hmm. And so as I, you know, slowly progressed in my <laughs> journey through the book, I was more and more questioning, like, hmm, this is starting to make more sense. This is, maybe we should be doing this, you know? And it came to the point where she was ready. She got through the book, and she was ready to change her life for Jesus and, and be baptized and and become a new person. 
And I was still stiff arming her, you know, mm-hmm. saying, I'm not sure I'm ready for this. And there was some arguments. Well, not only. There was some, some pretty heated arguments about it because I thought, oh, no, she's going off the deep end, and this is not cool, and I've read stories or saw a movie yeah. about this, <laughs> and it was scaring me. She's going to sacrifice you at night. Yeah, just in case, you know. And, um, Weird cult stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, th- that's right away what your mind goes yeah. to because, you know, I've been, and, and a lot of us have been conditioned to that because of what we see on, you know, regular TV and media. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what we grew up in. And uh, it's just sad that we were exposed to that kind of stuff because that's right away what your, what your mind goes to. But um, we then, then the, the, the conversations, you know, it got to the point where she was going by herself to church and I was staying home because I was like, what, what? Going to church with your friend that yes. gave you the book? Yes, and and it made me mad that, that she would do that to me. You know, we're supposed to be a partnership. Mm-hmm. And and I saw that that her love for Jesus was more powerful than our love. Not to say that she didn't love me, but she was more committed to her salvation mm-hmm. and wanted me to go off for the ride. And was begging me and pleading with me, please just listen to me and listen. So we had our friend Dave. This is the guy that came from the other church there, and he would come up and we'd kind of do some Bible studies in our kitchen, and and uh, and uh, I was the guy that said, you know, they would they would say, well, this is what you have to do, and this is what needs to be done, and I say, yeah, but I was the yes but guy. That's not right. You know, well, show me where it is. And then they, you know, they did. He'd show me. You know? <laughs> and I mean, like every single obstacle I put up to fight this was, was put down in a, not in a malicious way, but in a very caring way, which was, I wasn't used to that because I'm used to scrapping and, and mm-hmm. you know, it's all, it's, 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 it's on like Donkey Kong kind of thing, you know. Yeah. But when somebody's trying to explain it to me and be nice about it and 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 do it in a way that really helped me understand and see where I was missing it, you know. There was just that point where I was just it, I couldn't make that connection. And over those couple of weeks that we did that, she was she was ready to be baptized into the church and, and I said, you know what? I am too. And and we called up Dave and says, we're ready. And they they said, we're getting the water ready, come on down. Yeah. You know? And and that's that's how quickly, you know, after all that pushback and all that, it just got to that point where it was like, it just it just doesn't make any sense to resisted mm-hmm. it, it was so it was so um scriptural i mean it, it wasn't like it was somebody's opinion about it that you need to do this no it was there in black and white yeah and that was convincing to me how nice it is that our faith rests on the authority of the word of god not on the authority of some guy that we really don't know that well. Right. The pastor of a yep. large mm-hmm. church or yep. whatever. Yeah. 
some guy long ago, far away history. Yeah. 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 So that's kind of it in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. It was a cool journey. And, and I don't know if you had any other question about the actual journey, but. I did. Okay. Urgency. Urgency. You said Johnny was more urgent than you were, especially yeah. at first. Yes. What changed you? What made you become more? Well, the feeling, feeling the urgency. The further I got into the book, the the better the story was laid out. As far as it gave you more scriptures to look at, and it gave you more stuff to read. And then having that one-on-one conversation with somebody who was knowledgeable, that could get you to that book chapter verse that you needed to be at to see. That that was that's what it took, you know, for me, anyways. I was difficult at first. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Yeah, I think that what you experienced in these other denominational groups is a misunderstanding of the word church. We, I, I don't like to when when people ask where I go to church, I don't like to tell them the Cedar Terrace Church of Christ, because that's not where I go to church. I am the church. And we worship, we assemble with the saints there on the corner of Texas and Cedar Terrace, you know? And ultimately, like we read in Acts 247, God adds you to the church. We do not. We can't, and so we have to find out what do we have to do to have God add us to the church? And ultimately, you are either in the church that God adds you to, or you're not. So we need to find out how to get added to the church. Is that a class at a mega church that does that? Yeah. No. (laughs) Exactly. And, uh, you know, like there's so many things that are taught that don't get you added to that church. Right. And I think it's a a hard pill to swallow, but most of these denominations don't teach the scriptural way to obedience. And I'll I'll be honest that, you know, the thing that kind of hurt both of us was the fact that we haven't been given the whole truth. I don't want to say we were lied to our whole lives because that sounds terrible. We just weren't given the whole truth, you know, like the big church that we went to, the mega church. They did a great job, like I said, with the message, and they, mm-hmm. they made you feel great and everything, but it wasn't the whole truth. It was just the part that keeps you coming back. Yeah. And that's, I felt, I felt betrayed mm-hmm. by, by all my previous experiences with church. And maybe that's why I was pretty harsh about this next <laughs> church that we were looking for you know yeah. and, and that's unfortunately i i was I, I fought it for a little while but it was good for me because then i learned i had somebody show me pointed out to me where i was wrong mm-hmm. again in a nice way if i didn't feel stupid about it yeah and and that's that was that was the difference that the whole difference right there mm-hmm. you know getting that ex- exposure to the knowledge of what is truly written in the bible and what is expected of us as christians yeah that's 
that was it for me. I, I'm like, hey, I'm not living my life the way the Bible says. I'm not doing the things I should be doing like the Bible says. You know, the only thing that matters is the Bible because the one thing that they never talked about in a lot of these other churches was the consequences mm-hmm. of not following. It's because that's not loving. That, well, yeah. It doesn't make it doesn't bring it. people back. Yeah, Correct. when they're scared about, you know, what well, he scares me. You know, and, and I. So you said you felt betrayed. I mean, misled. Yeah, was that was that before you started learning the truth? Well, I I had always suspected something wasn't right. Like I said, you know, just little things would throw me off. Like, why are we playing music during the prayer and things like that? You know, I just just things made me question it. And but by nature, I question a lot of stuff, and because I want to mm-hmm. know for sure. And, uh, well, if you're if you're not going to do it right, don't do it at all. Exactly, exactly. So it was just the feeling like here I've gone through my whole life. Everybody's told me to do it this way because everybody else does it. Yeah. And then to learn that that's not necessarily the way it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You know, if you really study and learn, you know, I know you guys did it podcast about finances and stuff like that you know that's something that i hold dear to my heart i love to study about that and and it's helped me in my journey in life you know Mm -hmm. financially just like reading the bible and and attending services and 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 talking with like-minded brothers and sisters in christ um being exposed to that has been just a, a wonderful thing you know most of the people that I hung around, or, you know, really some kind of a yeah. swear word or, or something demeaning, you know, and and to come somewhere like this or, or the other place we, we were at down with our brother Dave down there, um, it was so refreshing to have people that were really nice and, and courteous to you and you didn't have to worry about a lot of worldly things because mm-hmm. the world doesn't really come in the doors you know what I mean? it's yeah. left out there where it's supposed to be and it's been a good thing for us mm-hmm. we're, we're really happy that's awesome yeah uh, we're we're glad that you found us how, how did you say so you were going to church so we were going there yeah we were going down there and it was in Marshalltown and uh we were heading to Rochester Minnesota for our, I can't remember if it was a family reunion or something and we thought hey, there's a Church of Christ. Joni looked it up in the phone book and said, hey, there's a Church of Christ in Waterloo. And uh, and then we thought, oh, okay, that's a couple weeks away. Well, then we ended up one Sunday morning because we, we were getting ready to go down to the other one and we were watching and this TV program <laughs> came on. I'll let the Bible speak with this guy, Brett Hickey. And I said... Oh, so we ended up watching it because it had talked about being in Waterloo, Iowa. I didn't know if this guy was actually in Waterloo. And so we ended up just saying, hey, that week that we go up there, we're just going to worship up there and check them out. And that's when we ran into you guys. <laughs> it was it was, it was, was cool. I mean, it was, it was nice because it was on our way. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I remember that. Y'all had come and visited here 
and then you left. Yep. And I can't remember if it was weeks or months or I think it was months. It wasn't that long. Oh, was it not that it long? Like, it was a month or yeah, so. Yeah. And then y'all came back. What caused you to come back? What caused us to come back? Well, we just felt like this congregation was more scriptural than where we were attending. You noticed differences. I did notice differences. You know, um, you know, obviously the acapella singing was still the same, and 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 the basic order of the service is about the same. But but there was just some subtle differences between them. And then I. Re- I do remember reading in the Bible, and I can't quote you exactly where it is, but, you know, we're all supposed to be one, you know. John 17. There you go. We're, we're supposed to be united together as one. And, and so that that threw me for a loop, too. It's like, now, wait a minute. How can we have the same name and, mm-hmm. and be doing a little bit different things? Yeah. So, but we just felt like this church was as close to what we had learned that we could possibly get to what it says in the Bible versus the other. And I think, too, that there are, and and I can speak this of here, if somebody were to approach us and explain to us why something we're doing is unscriptural or maybe it's a historical tradition that we've just gotten used to or things like that, and it's, it's not right, I'd change. Yeah. You know, because we recognize, like you said, yeah. the Bible's the only thing that matters. Yeah. And that's really, I think, what a lot of the division comes from is just historical traditions. It's the way that it's people, always yeah, And people are uncomfortable with change. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah. What you got, Michael? We talk a lot about traditions. And every group has them. Every group, I'm, I'm talking even the small congregations, has traditions. But it is our desire when we find something, we learn of something, a tradition. Maybe it's something that we even hold dear and close to us. When we find out it's unscriptural, we change because we want to please God. And we yeah. believe that following the traditions of Scripture, not the traditions of men, we believe that that is how we please God. Amen. Mm-hmm. Well, so you found here, we studied for a while. Yeah. I think I had more Chick-fil-A uh, during oh, yeah. those times where we were studying together. Ooh, that was a rough scratch there. <laughs> that was, we were getting together Wednesday nights yes, there was. for a while. Yeah. And actually, I don't even know if I shared with, with y'all uh, kind of my side of that. Y'all came the first time and you left. And I felt bad for like not getting your name, your information, or anything like that. And then you came the second time, and I was like, "Okay, Lord, is that you?" <laughs> Here they are again. And then you left again, and we went to lunch. We went to Pizza Hut uh, for lunch after that day, and I was sick to my stomach because I'm like, "Man, you know, here these people were brought back to us. Like, was this the Ethiopian eunuch here, like looking for the truth?" And I didn't, so I googled. I googled you, and uh, I found uh, yeah. Mayor Tim Johnson. I knew it. That was in my past life. <laughs> yep. And uh, I saw your email address, and it was, I think, your city of Rhinebeck email yeah. address. Yep. And I was like, man, like, uh, I don't want to, like, 
freak them out, weird them out. But you know what? I'm going to send an email. Trust me, I was used to that. (laughs) (laughs) And so y'all came over to the house that Friday, I think. Thursday or Friday. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, we we sat there for I think you were I feel like you were there till like ten or eleven o'clock that wild. night. It was late night. Yeah, but we had a had a really good time and just started to kind of we had lots of questions. Yeah, you know, and I think that's what struck me early on with y'all was just like the Ethiopian eunuch. You know, I'm I'm you know much younger than you and and Joni and uh, you hardly know us, but I remember y'all were asking Ashley and I questions. And that just really struck me like, wow, like there's, there's no pride. There was no pride. I really yeah. appreciated that about y'all. Yeah. We, w- we just wanted to know the truth, you know, yeah. and, and to be, to be guided to it in, in the passages, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to take your word for it. Correct. I want to look at the scripture and, yep. and see, I mean, you can tell me about it and that's great, but let's look at it. I want to look at it and, and study it that way. So there's people out there. In this area here, Waterloo Cedar yeah. Falls, just like you were. Yeah. If you could talk to you from ten years yeah. ago, yeah. What would you say? <laughs> Don't be a Packers fan. You know, definitely, <laughs> not. definitely not. Uh, born in Minnesota, I gotta be a Packers oh, yeah. fan, even though we've never won everything. I'm used to disappointments. <laughs> okay. So. Um no, I, I would, I would look at that and and just say, be careful what your, what path you're being led down. You know, there's if you read something in the Bible, and and it's not jiving with what you're getting out of wherever you're going, there's 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 an impasse there. There's something that's not lining up, and and the the Bible is there for that reason. That's that's for us. That's our guidebook. That's our teacher to mm-hmm. guide us the path that we need to go. And I really wish that we would have, you know, come across you guys earlier. You know, maybe we weren't ready at that time. But I just remember the whole reason was because I was seeking. Yeah. You know, we were outside that other church. And we were a little bit kind of floundering. And we were uncertain. We knew we wanted to do something you know, within a church structure, let's call it, and we just we were seeking at that point. And 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 question question what you've been what you're being told. Yeah. That's yeah. the biggest thing. I mean, you know, there are a lot of people out here that, you know, will wholeheartedly trust the government and <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, you know, you gotta question some of these things because is it is it in your best interest or is it in their best interest yeah. you know yeah. and that's that's kind of the way i felt about some of these bigger churches that we ran across and some of these other ones basically most of them they were all in it because it was a business mm-hmm. it's structured as a business it's run as a business and this isn't a business this is our salvation yeah this is this is our forever and it's pretty significant so to to Take the time to study it and make sure that it's right. It's worth it. Mm-hmm. It's worth it. Amen. Got anything else? I'll back up what Tim has said. Question. One of the things that he said that they always were asking is why we're doing this. Why are we doing this? And I've heard that from other 
brethren who have converted out of a denominational or a mega church or something like that setting, that little question of why is so important. And then where's the scripture for? Yeah. This is our authority. Mm-hmm. And if I could add one more thing, because we came out of you know denominational world and found the church here, uh, for us, we, we've been in the world, we've lived in the world, we've experienced all the, the good and bad of the world, and now seeing what's asked of us in the scriptures, and, and we, we strive to, to never go back to that. It's more, I'm, I'm, I'm more concerned about messing up. And going back to the, I don't, I don't want anything to do with my old life, my old world that I lived in like that. I just do not want any part of that because I see where that ends, mm-hmm. and it's not pretty. Correct. So that's a driving force for us to stay motivated, stay fired up, and keep pressing forward. That's it. Well, appreciate you coming on yeah, the, the show today. And absolutely. I hope that somebody watching, well, I know people will be encouraged by what you said, but my prayer, and I know Michael's prayer too, is that somebody's watching this that was in your shoes, you know, is in the shoes that you were in, and maybe having some of those questions as well. So hopefully this can be a absolutely encouragement to them to, to search the scriptures. Absolutely. Well, if you've got any questions about any of the things that we've talked about, Christian living, salvation, uh, or, or anything, please reach out to us. We've obviously, uh, we've got brethren here that are excited to, to uh, encourage you to search the scriptures. Hopefully we can help you find answers to those questions that you have using the Bible as our authority. Tune in next week for another episode of the Send the Light podcast, where we strive to discuss relevant uh, Bible questions and find the, the Bible answers for those questions. Once again, if you're here with us in the Waterloo, Cedar Falls area, we'd love to have you visit with us. We meet here uh, at 2543 Cedar Terrace Drive in Waterloo. We meet here Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Feel free to sign up for free resources uh, and and search our articles and and other things we have to offer on our website at cedarterracecoc.com. And you can also find us with our Facebook or YouTube handles at cedarterracecoc. Feel feel free to reach out to us at the uh, phone numbers and email addresses that show up on the screen or in the podcast notes. Once again, thanks for being with us. I'm your host, Matt Tyson, here with my co-host, Brother Michael Bolton. And our special guest, Brother Tim Johnson. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Sing the light and let it change your themes like the world. Like the world.